Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, I thought I would come in here and say hello and answer questions that anybody has. So um, I didn't know what was on your mind. And uh, I'm at a hotel, and I, I think my wife is outside doing a meeting. And we just started our conversations at the same time. So I think I'm going to have to walk outside the room um, so that you, so that I can respond to you better without interrupting her conversation. So how's everybody doing today? Uh, let me know what's on your mind. Uh, today I'm doing what I call Dr. Boyce Exposed. This is where you can ask me any question, any one sentence question. And let me let me know if you can still hear me. Let me know if you can hear me okay. Let me know if you can hear me. Somebody just called me when I do I do these um, podcasts on my phone. So uh, am I coming through okay? Should I invest in Twitter? Uh, Twitter or Amazon, says Anita. Um, I think Twitter is overpriced. Um, I don't think Elon Musk is going to go through with his um, tender offer. And uh, I think that Twitter is a volatile company to stay away from. Uh, Amazon, high quality, good investment. I would buy some for your kids. <clears throat> Uh, thank you, Anita. I appreciate you very much. Thank you for your kind words. All right, good, good, good. I'm glad you guys can hear me okay. Uh, let's see, Joe, Daryl, Charles, Daphne, Felicia, I see you. <clears throat> Is anybody coming to the convention this year? We've got the All Black National Convention in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's going to be October 28th through uh, October 30th. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and it's very um, black-oriented, family-oriented, all that stuff. Uh, what do you think about the subway shooting? Asked Ernest. Um, you know, I think it's terrible. I think it's bad. Um, you know, I hate the fact that they that it happened. You know, my heart goes out to the people that got killed or got hurt. Um, it's one incident, you know, but still, it's it's on. It's very sad. Uh, what's a good way for blacks to come together as a group organizing unite? Well, I think that that's already happening. Um, I think that the idea of every single black person everywhere unifying under one idea is kind of tough because we have different points of view, Leonard. But uh, I know the B1 nation is strong, you know, and I think that uh, remember when you're building a military, you don't need everybody to be a soldier. You only need a few good men and a few good women. Uh, why do you have so much entertainment based content? Because you have to. Uh, talk about the things that are of interest to the audience in order to build your channel, your platform. And then what you can do is you can take it back to your core values, right? So my core values are black power, black wealth, black family, right? So if you look at a lot of things happening um, in the entertainment space, uh, you'll find a lot of examples and scenarios where entertainers are throwing away wealth, encouraging black people to throw away their wealth, making bad personal choices that are ruining their wealth. So there's a lot of economic conversations that could be had and I'd rather I, th I believe that the un the world is a big university, so you don't have to teach out of a textbook. You could teach out of the textbook that God gave you, which is the textbook of life. Let's see here. Um, looking for a good investment that's good for long term. Lillian, just check it. Go go get maybe an S and P five hundred index fund from Vanguard or what they call Spider S P D R. If you're not an investor, I hope everybody will make that decision today to become an investor. Um, I have a free ebook um, called the on the five dollar day plan. It will make your family wealthy in a generation. If you follow this plan, 
your children will be wealthy. Your grandchildren will be wealthy. It's very easy. Anybody can do it. Uh, you can get a free copy. I did an ebook on it. You can go to blackmoneyminute.com. I promise you, I have a PhD in finance. I know more about economics and wealth than 99.9% .9 of all people. And I can tell you this works. So go to blackmoneyminute.com. There's a free ebook there. It's the $5 day investment plan. I want to guide you. And as a good guide, I need to give you a plan. My plan is the $5 day investment plan. If I could get 30% of all black people to do this plan and stick with this plan. Black wealth would increase by five to $10 trillion within one generation. I guarantee it. So just go to blackmoneyminute.com. That's the URL. Uh, how is it that black children in 2022 still fail the doll test first conducted by Kenneth Clark and his wife, asked MacArthur? Because, you know, racism, white supremacy, um, disdain for black people, it's not going away. We just, and think about it. I mean, Black Lives Matter was screaming and hollering all during the election year, but now, Black Lives Matter is nowhere to be found. Is it because black people stop dying? No, it's because people exploit your pain. People exploit the things that uh, trigger you. And they use those things to win elections and to sell products. And that's one of the reasons why you've seen um, Black Lives Matter kind of disappear. Uh, why are people celebrating a rodent with eggs instead of I'm discussing real American history? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, JP. I, I don't have anything to say to that. A rodent with eggs. That's funny. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my Uncle Jerry. My Uncle Jerry Watkins just died last night in a fire um, in Ohio, and his wife and daughter, um, uh, my cousin and aunt, are both in critical condition in the hospital. So I want to give a shout out to Uncle Jerry and uh, RIP to him and also um, the very best to... Um, to his wife and daughter so this is a tragedy that just hit our family so it's kind of crazy man you never know when you know you never know when this stuff is going to hit you man so I, I just encourage everybody out there live your best life don't wait on nothing love 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 each other as much as you can and uh do good things do do, do right by yourself and by your family because you never know when that last day is coming so i literally got this text this morning and uh you know it's very sad um anyway let me see here uh josh I love Viva Systems. Um, I don't know anything about Viva Systems, so I don't have any opinions, Josh. Uh, but one of the benefits of being in my stock market investing class is that if you give me a company, I will research it for you. That's one of the things I do in exchange for the fee students pay to be in the class. So uh, you can join the class, do a free trial. You can go to boycewalkins.com. Look for my stock market investing classes right there. Martel, how do you feel about what happened in Michigan where that brother got shot in the back of the head? I think it's very, very sad, Martel, and uh, my heart goes out to his family, and I think that there's a lot of work that needs to be done on policing in this country. But here's one of the things I want you to consider, Martel. Um, this is a terrible, 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 terrible incident, and it happened to one person. But the thing about it is the media never talks about the fact that 800 people got killed in Chicago last year. So I, I'm not saying that this one person's incident isn't terrible. What I'm saying is that the death of 800 people is far more significant than the death of one person. And I think that one of the things that we do is we get so distracted that we forget about all the hundreds and thousands of black people that are dying all across this country because we get caught up in one incident. So I just want to encourage you to look at the bigger picture. Um, this incident's Bad. We don't know exactly what happened, but we have some speculation. Sure, the cops should be brought to justice. But my Lord Jesus, why are we not talking about those 800 people that died in Chicago, plus the hundreds that died in Philly, the hundreds that died in New York, the hundreds that died in Houston, the hundreds that died in L.A., the hundreds that died in all across this country? You know, it, it's kind of weird to me that we will focus on one person's incident, one person's situation, one piece of symbolism and not focus on 
the hundreds and thousands of people that are dying across this country. That's probably why problems don't get solved. People just get sort of this emotional boost um, from getting justice for one person, and it just doesn't work. Uh, how are you doing, Dr. S. Marquez? I'm doing good. Thank you very much, brother. Top three favorite long-term stock picks. Um, I really like Amazon. Uh, uh, let's see. Amazon, Microsoft, uh, Walmart. Uh, those are three of my top picks. Um, let's see here. Uh, Jawaru, are you familiar with the hyperverse? And can you tell us about it? I don't know much about the hyperverse. I know about the metaverse and all that stuff. But the hyperverse, um, I got to research that a little bit more. Um, I spent a lot of time in the metaverse. I actually play uh, Call of Duty a lot. And they've actually gamified and monetized the metaverse in a really interesting way. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, let's see. Per Perpetua asks, why aren't black people coming to invest in Africa? I think because there's still a cultural gap. When I was in Ghana, you know, one thing that was really frustrating to myself, I was over there with a lot of millionaires and billionaires. Uh, there were there were there was a billionaire in our group and a bunch of millionaires. We had a delegation that went we went over there, and one frustration that came up is how slow things move. Like it, it was it was really interesting to see the difference in terms of perceptions of time, at least amongst the people that we worked with. You know, like they would say things like, you know, meet us in the lobby. We're gonna leave at nine thirty a.m. So we would get there at nine o'clock or 9.15, and they wouldn't leave till like noon. And I'd never seen that before. And now on the last day, the straw that broke the camel's back for me was, I went to a restaurant, and by this time I was used to things taking a long time, and I just kind of had given up on worrying about the time so much. Oh, so time efficiency kind of went out the window, which was tough for me because, you know, I believe time management is one of the most critical dimensions of success, right? So I, but I had let it go. I said, you know, boys, you can't fix it, so just let it go. Well, on, on the last day, we went to a restaurant and I swear to God, it took them seven hours, six or seven hours to give me my food. Like I'm talking about, like I got there like six. I didn't get my food till midnight. It was, I'd never seen anything like that before. By the time I got it, I was like, you know what? Just throw it in a to-go box. Like I, I'm starving. I was mad. I called my wife. I said, I'm so hungry. And so I think that just culturally there's a bridge. And I know for, and I'm not saying everyone there does business this way. So this is not an indictment of an entire continent by any stretch of the imagination or even an entire country. But it is to say that in our experience, when we were there in a business delegation, it was very interesting to see how long things took. And, and I know that's going to be tough for a lot of people to adjust to. Uh, but there's still opportunities there and there's possibilities there. Ghana's a wonderful country. I had a wonderful time. But I think you're going to have to bridge some of those gaps. Uh, what does black power ultimately entail, asked Charles? Well, power is connected to freedom. Uh, freedom and power are connected. I think power is a little bit different because freedom just kind of means you can do whatever you want to do. Power means, or freedom means to me that no one has power over you, right? You can make your own decision. Power means you've got freedom and you've got the ability to impact the freedom of other people if you want to. So black power to me um, might mean uh, economic uh, freedom. Uh, it starts with strong families. It starts with the ability to shape our destiny, uh, you know, things like that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, do you, let's see. Josh says, do you feel like healthcare technology is important? Yes, I do. Um, hey, Ma Malachi, how are you? Uh, BW, okay, I appreciate you. I appreciate you too. Thank you. Uh, Daphne, great to meet you in Louisville. Yeah, all right, all right. So it's great to uh, meet you in Louisville as well, Daphne. Sean Williams, I'm going to Chicago next week. Well, have fun, brother. Be careful. Uh, let's see, Miss Donnie, why won't you pay black women you owe? I paid over a million dollars to various black women, and I got a dozens and dozens and dozens of black women who would testify to that. Uh, if you hear anybody screaming and hollering like, Dr. Boyce didn't do me right, well, go check the record because it's probably somebody that had to get fired 
one of the things you can't do is you can't do business with people who are unethical or people who violate contracts. So ultimately, um, if you if you know, I, I have critics, right? When you're out there and you you know you interact with so many people, you're going to have some people that are going to get mad. You're going to have some situations that go bad, and uh, I can tell you that you know in some of those situations, the people aren't telling you the whole story. They're not telling you that I, they didn't get paid because they didn't do their job, or they got fired because they were harming and threatening and cussing out and trying to beat up other people on the staff. <laughs> and when you get a bad apple like that you gotta get gotta get that person out of there so so no we we pay we pay a lot of people we 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 are one of the few entities out here actually that's employing tons and tons of black people we've given tens of thousands of dollars to black owned schools uh we gave twenty thousand dollars to the black achievers organization in louisville kentucky uh we supported uh we gave five thousand dollars to freedom home academy international we have given hundreds of thousands of dollars to dr claude anderson so uh, in the powernomics corporation so so we're getting things done so no that miss dunning that you can ask my beautiful black wife uh how i treat the black women that work with us and we treat them very very well and uh and they will testify to that but again you ain't gonna make everybody happy. One of the one of the biggest uh, pieces of advice I give you for anybody in here is never get to the point where you think you can make everybody happy. Everybody ain't gonna be happy. In fact, some people are just gonna be unhappy. You just gotta let them sit over and be unhappy. All right, beatbox. Have you thought about doing a black monopoly board game? Um, yeah, I just haven't had time to put one together, but if you have one, we have the Black Wall Street game that a brother did who's who's one of the faculty in the black business school. And it was a really good game. He did it at the All Black National Convention uh, where he worked with the kids. I can't remember the brother's name right now. We gave him an award, but I don't have his name. Um, but anyway, there is a Black Wall Street game out there, and it's very, very good. Uh, hey, Tal, um, have you been following Height? Height, height, higher car. The stock has plummeted. No, I have not. Um, I haven't followed it. But if you come to stock market class, we meet on Tuesdays. Uh, bring it to class, and I'll I'll look into it. Uh, hey, Amira, how are you? Um, let's see. I rented out my car on Turo. Now the person wants to extend the days. I know I'm making more money with the extension, but I feel like something has happened to my baby. <laughs> yeah, that's the big trade-off, right? You take that money. It's, uh, you know, you better make sure it's for a good reason, right? Uh, uh, Cleon, have you heard of stable gains? No, I have not. Sean, any safety tips for a first-time visitor to Chicago? <sighs> Watch your back. Um, be careful about going out at night. It's not that Chicago is terrible. It's not like what the media portrays. But there are real killings that do happen there. And so I would say um, I wouldn't go to neighborhoods I don't know at nighttime. That's that's what I would definitely say. And uh uh, and unfortunately, Chicago is a city where people tend to get killed in the south side and the west side. They don't get killed downtown in the north side where the white people live. They protect the white people better than the black people, which is atrocious. Um, you know, so uh, don't come scared, you know, just but just watch your back, though, because there has been a spike in crime in most major cities since the pandemic. And that's something that was called that was predictable. It was very it was as predictable as the inflation. Two things they did during the pandemic was they caused a crime wave and they caused inflation because they got out of pocket trying to win an election. They were letting pretty much lawlessness happen during that time, letting people just riot, burn stuff down, throw big bricks through windows and all that. And then a lot of cops just quit, you know, a lot of good cops, you know, black cops quit. So now you have bad cops that don't want to do their job. And now you have people getting murdered and robbed and carjacked. Um, you know, so uh, I would encourage you to consider balance when you're talking about political policy instead of going to the extreme. Don't let the extremists get you caught in their trap because they're gonna they'll have you destroying your society. Uh, let's see here. Greetings from Abuja, Nigeria. Hey, I, uh, I, is it Isaiah or Isia? 
Well, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I'm 33% Nigerian. Well, Powernomics Thursdays with Dr. Anderson will be back soon. No, Magic City probably won't be. Dr. Anderson's very old, and I think that he might be retiring uh, for the most part. I told him we got it locked down, but I think he might be done, to be honest with you. What's the best way to invest $10,000 for an immediate return? Um, maybe join a club that um, for business owners where you can learn how to um, – uh, where you can learn how to start a business and generate income from from what you put your money into. There's a lot of people that have good business ideas where they'll give you a piece of the revenue if you put in a couple grand or something like that. That might be a good way to, you know, learning how to start a business is, I found, the best way to make income quickly. Oh, let's see here. Uh, do you believe in reparations should include land? Yes, I do. Lorraine, uh, Duncan, my condolences. Thank you. You and Damon Dash were going to, to a lot of work together. What happened? Um, you know, Dame is a nice guy, uh, but our styles are different, and uh, I wish him the best. That's all I'm gonna say on that. I'm, I'm not, I'm not out here. I'm not a person that bashes people when things don't work out. But I will say, you know, we didn't see eye to eye, and I just kind of felt compelled to move on and do some other stuff. But I, do, but I don't dislike him. You'll never hear me say anything negative about Dame Dash ever, not in a million years. Um, let's see. Did you address the Cam Newton statement yet? Um, I didn't really address that. I think he said something about, um, I don't want a bad bitch. I want a woman that can cook or something like that. There, I didn't think what Cam said was that bad, that terrible. Um, I think it's okay for people to say what they want. And I think it's kind of silly to call everything sexist just because you don't agree with it. Just just don't agree with it. Keep it moving. Uh, Perpetua, black people from America. Yep. Uh, do you know any good programs for kids with autism? You know, Aisha, I don't. I don't. But I will say it's strange to me. It seems like, do y'all, does it seem to y'all that, a lot of people, a lot of kids have autism now, a lot more than before. I don't, I don't think that's a coincidence. There's something going on with that. Um, let's see here. Uh, Mike Burry says, we switched black to a third political party for political leverage to move data to increase the quality of life score for black people early on. Okay. Yeah, third party. Very good. I agree with that. Kendrick, what are your thoughts on crypto investing in NFTs? Are they a better investment than stocks? I wouldn't say better. I would say that you should, you want to get in on that though. You want to understand what's going on with crypto and NFTs. Uh, we have an NFT masterclass. Um, if you go to boycewalkings.com, I think the link might still be up there. I think they might still have open enrollment. I don't know if they still do though. It's taught by Tiala Kid and it's really good. But cryptos and NFTs, I definitely believe you want to take some time to kind of understand at least the basics of it, uh, because um, because this is where the future the future lies. Uh, seriously, all right. Anyway, by the way, let me put up a different picture instead of the that one. Here's another picture of me right there, in case y'all want something else to look at. Um, let's see here. Uh, uh, let's see. Dodd the Shields. Blue chip stocks will be a good time to get back in the stock market and invest in blue chip stocks. Yeah, um, I think blue chips are the best investment now because you have a lot of volatility, a lot of market uncertainty. You don't want to go playing in the bushes. You want to stick with the good stuff. Marquez, uh, should we buy Alphabet and Amazon before or after the split? Um, I, I, I tend, the stocks tend to go up after the split, so maybe buying before is good. But I would think of these as 10-year, 5-year, 10-year investments. If you think of it that way, then it doesn't matter when you buy to be honest with you. Uh, let's see here. Do you believe we will have a successful black third political party? Maybe one day, Mike. I don't know. Perpetua, sorry. Please try another country. Yeah, I will. I will. I, I haven't given up on Africa. <laughs> Ever. I'll never do that. I can't do that. Uh, Andrea says, I'm a travel agent doing a trip to, to your convention. Last year was my first and I loved it. Is there a small, special email I can forward the name of my client? 
uh, to be at the convention. Yes, uh, you can email, um, send an email to manager at voicewalkins.com. That's manager at voicewalkins.com. Also, the vendor link, um, if you want to be a vendor or a sponsor at the convention, like if you want to advertise and, you know, we can put you on our different YouTube channels and Facebook pages and stuff for your business. So um, if you'd like to do that, you can, um, we'll, we'll put that link up on voicewalkins.com. Right now, the tickets for the convention are on voicewalkins.com, but you can also put up, uh, we can also put up the link to become a vendor. And so um, there's another funny picture my wife and I took. Just so, again, just weird stuff to look at. Uh, let's see. Kendrick. Okay, I already asked answer that question. All right. Um, Charles, that was such a wonderful and concise answer. Do you have a plan to achieve that in this white world? Uh, sorry, man. I, I don't even know what question you're referring to. My apologies. Uh, let's see. Al Watson, how do we destroy taxes and debt? One of the many anti-black conditions. The more we make the money, the, the more they take. Uh, why do FBA tax dollars go to everyone else but its own communities? Yeah, that's a political dilemma that's, you know, might be above my pay grade because I'm not a politician. I just, you know, I mean, I just really strongly believe that doing things like building black wealth, um, it, which solves a lot of problems. You know, if your family wealth is higher, the life is just easier that way. And uh, there's a link to the ebook, The $5 Day Investing Plan, which, again, I told you guys, if you do this for your kids, you know, for one generation, do it consistently, your children will be very, will be very wealthy. They're going to be, they're not going to have all these struggle-nomics problems. Like, the idea that being black means you're supposed to struggle is connected to the idea that says being black means you're supposed to be ignorant, or being black means you're supposed to be undisciplined, or being black means you're supposed to waste your opportunities. That's what that's all about. That's what the, the you know, their, their connection, their belief that being black is the reason you're struggling is not causal. Being black is not the reason that we struggle economically. It's because being black comes with all this other baggage, this cultural baggage, where you get these stupid rappers promoting, constantly marketing to you, like in commercials, marketing to you how to destroy your life, how to throw away all your wealth. Well, of course, if you're embracing an ignorant culture, then you're going to do ignorant things. <laughs> so, so I would encourage you to embrace a different culture. If you embrace a different culture, you'll get different outcomes. It's really that simple, you know? So stop that. I mean, you know, stop letting people think, make you think that black culture is just, you know, <laughs> like stupid stuff <laughs> Like where you can twerk. Your kids can twerk, but can't read, you know, your, or your kids can throw basketball or dribble basketball, but, don't know nothing about how to start a business or well, they could throw a football, but ain't never, ain't, ain't got no investments, no assets, no nothing. Don't know nothing about the stock market. Don't do that to your children. Don't abuse your kids with generational curses. Get smart, educate. Look, millions of black people are doing this. You know, this is not a rare thing. You know, we go to the conventions. Our convention is going to be sold out. It's almost sold out <laughs> literally because people want something different. There are millions of black people just like you who see a different reality. We go to London. We sell out in London. It's totally, so hundreds and hundreds of people totally sold out. So ultimately, you know, this is the movement. This is what's happening in the black community right now. This is what it means to be black. So you can make a choice. You have a fork in the road. You can either continue down the Negro path of ignorance, self-destruction, chaos, and being a loser, or you can go down the intelligent black people road, the B1 road, where you put yourself first, you're taking care of your family, you're loving your children, you're loving black women, you're loving black men, you're building community, and you're winning. You're ahead of the curve. You're not just trying to 
sort of survive, you're actually thriving. That's what I want. You know, pick, pick, make a decision. The, the, the forks in the road. So again, just go to blackmoneyminute.com. The, the ebook is free. It is called the $5 day investing plan. How to build mass, massive wealth in the stock market by investing just $5 a day. I don't care if you are a, a, a Denny's waitress. I don't care if you are a garbage man. I don't care if you're unemployed. Almost everybody can afford to invest $5 a day for their children. If you can afford to pay that white man's rent every month, then you can afford to invest for your family. If you can afford that card note, then you can afford to invest a little bit for your future. If you can afford the Gucci bag or the, the Air Jordans or the trips to the mall, then you can afford to invest. So again, if it's at blackmoneyminute.com, it's, it's named after the Black Money Minutes that I do. Um, and the book is totally free. So it's right there. Hit the thumbs up button. Please hit the thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up if you haven't done it yet. And also subscribe. Let's see here. Anthony says, Dr. Boyce, aside from the black business, do you plan on expanding to a program for tutoring for people in academics and medical law, business, et cetera? No plans right now, Anthony. Um, sometimes people come across to us with possibilities and projects we partner on. We don't try to be the experts at everything all the time. We just partner with dozens and dozens and dozens of black experts in every area from like we have a whole franchise program. Attorney Tanya Nebo spent months teaching our students how to develop, how to get into the franchise game, you know, like how to get a Popeye's franchise or how to get a, you know, well, not Popeye's, that's a bad example, right? But, you know, how to get a franchise, right? Which is a ready-made business. And um, and I don't know much about that, but I know she does, right? So so we partner with people that understand things that we don't understand. The real estate experts like Julian Gordon, you know, stuff like that. Um, so anyway, uh, and feel free, if you go to boycewalkins.com, you can see links to some of this stuff if you're interested. Um, there, let me see, there's the URL. I'll put it up on the screen. All right, so let me keep going. Uh, let's see, Anita, uh, Dr. Boyce, thank you for keeping it real. Well, you know, I, I don't want to keep it fake, so <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, Jamie says, that's awesome that you're answering our questions. Yeah, I, and sometimes I know I get into a zone where I can't answer the questions. The reason is because I'm going to tell you the truth. You know, a lot of stuff comes at me. I get a thousand emails a day. I have a thousand people constantly. They get a million things to say from a thousand different directions. And and it when you get distracted, it throws you off of your game. It throws you out of your zone. It keeps you from, you know, I think fulfilling your purpose and doing what you got to do. Right. So there are some times like when I'm teaching poweronomics or focusing on a key message I want to share. I don't I might not look at comments for a little bit because I need to focus on making sure that. God's message comes through me and then it gets out. You know, I don't want to be knocked off that wave because I got to stay focused because I'm telling you, you know, the Negro naysayers will, will make you lose focus in a minute. Those tacky ass Negroes that, uh, that hate themselves, they hate life, that are miserable, that are unhappy, that are going, whatever, like they will throw you off your, your game man, and you have to really be focused. So there are some times where I say, I don't, I can't, I, I'm just, I'm just not going to answer anything right now. I'm just going to share it. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. But this is what we're talking about right now, right? And so um, so I try to separate the times where I'm focused solely on questions with the times where I'm focused solely on sharing the message that I want to benefit you. I care about you. I want to see you win. I want to see you succeed. And that's me being the best I know how to be. Because y'all see me get distracted. You see me get mad. Because people out here, you know, there are people out here that lie on you, that'll, that they get mad, just mad at you for whatever reason. And 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 like any other human being, you, you get tempted to respond to that. Well, I don't want to do that because you, that's not you seeing me at my best self. 
that you see me on a low vibration, not a high vibration. I want to operate on the highest vibration possible. So that's so don't think I'm being aloof or ignoring you or blowing you off. It's that my job on this earth is to share every single thing that I know to as many people as possible and to be as helpful as I can be until I grow old and I'm dead, period. All right, let me keep going. Uh, let me see. Uh, Lisa says, Dr. Boyce, thank you for your intelligence. Monopoly sounds really cool. Well, thank you very much for um, appreciating intelligence. We have an anti-intellectual culture sometimes. You know, they, they, they really promote a lot of ignorance. Like, think about it. They got so many artists that can't even enunciate their words. You know, like, these are your most popular artists. And what's crazy to me is I will see really smart black people imitating really ignorant stuff. Like, you know, I see them on, on cause they're trying to be cool. They're trying to fit in. They'll be on TikTok. And, um, and a lot of y'all, you gotta understand like TikTok is a menstrual show in case you don't know. TikTok is a menstrual show. I like, has anybody ever seen, they got one, um, meme where you could take people's audio and it's like, and people like they, vo they voice over like what's being said, like the audio is playing and you just move your lips to so your lip sync to it. And it's like, it's like, I would, I would, I really, really would. But I don't want to, right? And they they kind of take they kind of do what the minstrel shows used to do, where the minstrel shows would have blackface and watermelon and have somebody talking really black, what they thought was black, like like I was just so tired, I don't want to do no what the boss said we got to go get the chickens, but I don't know what the chicken looks like because I stupid, right? That's all this is. This is a modern day version of what they did a hundred years ago, where they literally make fun of you then, and now they're making fun of you now, and you don't even know it. You think that they're honoring you when they're really looking at you like a damn clown. So TikTok promotes this, and, and you see a lot of really smart, I've seen doctors and lawyers dancing to like ignorant ass music, just so they can be popular on TikTok. That's the problem. That's why I tell you guys, don't spend all your energy trying to fit in. Do not try to fit into this culture. Build another culture. Find a culture that works for you, that's going to give you what you want. Because that culture that's out there, it don't feed you nothing but chaos, misery, <laughs> self-destruction, poverty, <laughs> like in incarceration. <laughs> like <laughs> That's all it's feeding you. And the, and the thing is, you go along with it. You're tempted to go along with it because you think that's what everybody else is doing. That ain't it, man. I'm telling you, get the courage to know that ain't it. Uh, what, well, let's see. Let me keep going. Making sense is what you think we on flat plane or globe. We're on a globe. Uh, Ron Farmer. I'm curious when they killed Martin Luther King. Why was Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson spared? Well, Al Sharpton was like a little kid at that time. I think I don't think he was even old enough to be a part of it. Um, Jesse was right there. Um, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not going to get into those conspiracies, but there are people who have some interesting perspectives on that. They, they do feel like Dr. King has some, and in fact, that's proven that he did have some, um, agents in his group that were reporting back to the feds, stuff like that. Let's see, Anita, th thoughts on your uh, current administration handled inflation? Um, you know, they're blaming it on Biden, but to be honest with you, this is one area where I don't blame it entirely on Biden. Now, mind you, they did have that big spending infrastructure bill they were trying to push through, which was crazy, but they didn't really push that all the way through where they wanted. Um, the Fed is the responsible for the inflation. It's not Biden. You know, like, I don't like Biden. Y'all know that. Y'all know I have a big issue with the mass incarceration and all that. But being 100% truthful, I don't see him as being the cause of inflation. But he's going to get responsibility for it. And he can't blame it on Donald Trump anymore because Trump's been out of office for a while. So, you know, hey, that's, that's life. 
Uh, let's see here. Thank you, Andrew, for your condolences. Uh, Drandall, much love. Dr. Boyce, love you too. El Malik, my man, how does the U.S. government have debt when its debt is owed in its own currency that it has so monopoly on its issuance? Yeah, that's kind of a funny thing, right? But they can't just sort of print money infinitely. Zimbabwe tried to do that, and they ended up with like, you know, 3,000, 50,000% inflation, you know, so you can't do that. Reginald, are you the new black Moses? No, I am not. But thank you for the suggestion. I Thank you for, if you think I am, I appreciate that. But, but no, I'm not a religious figure. I'm just a guy who's trying to do his best. Sylvester Rose, what strategies do you recommend to generate regular cash flow? Um, I think learning how to start a business is really good. I think that looking into some of the different ways, like I, I, have, I would encourage you, like anybody who wants to make money, like if I was a, um, if I was a young college student, I wouldn't spend all my time studying how to get into a profession. I would spend my time learning how to make money. How do people make money? Where do rich people get their money from? Right? Well, oh, they get it from like rental property. They get it from running a business. They get it from, you know, maybe they sell stock options, you know, right? Like, like I would just study like how to make money. Like I obsess myself with all the different ways people make money. And if you master that, then of course you're going to have money, you know, like, you know, like, but the thing is, we don't study how to make money. We study how to get a job. So we have lots of jobs and no money. So instead of studying how to get jobs, how would you study how to get money? Um, let's see, El Hodge, you still making a course on stock options that would make weekly revenue? Yes, that's going to be in May. So I'll make the announcement soon. Make sure you get on the email list uh, in order to get the announcement. In fact, if you pick up a free e-copy of my book, um, uh, How to Build Wealth by Investing $5 a Day, it'll put you on the email list as well. And I'll send out an email when the class is ready. So feel free to go to blackmoneyminute.com. The URL is on the screen. Let's see here. Jamie, how do I get an MBA scholarship as an adult learner? I never understood how to obtain a scholarship. Well, I, I think you can apply to universities to get an MBA. But truth is, Jamie, you don't really need to do all that. Yeah, you know, MBAs are expensive. There's so much good stuff online that doesn't cost a lot. I would just, like, figure out what you need to know and learn it online. MBAs are nice. Like I used to teach MBA students when I was at Syracuse University and it's good information, but there's almost nothing in an MBA program you can't get online. Some of these schools even have all their MBA classes available on the internet, on YouTube. So, so you don't need to um, go spend a hundred thousand dollars getting an MBA. I, I just, unless it's like Stanford or something and you need Stanford credentials to get you the opportunity that you're looking for. Uh, Charles Livermore, thank you for this live chat. I really appreciate it. I learned a lot. I have to run. All the best. Well, all the best to you too, man. Uh, God bless you. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Tao says, what's your opinion on student loan forgiveness? I think it should be done. Uh, student loans shouldn't even exist anyway. Uh, it shouldn't cost you a quarter million dollars to get a bachelor's degree. There's various factors that play a role in that. If you search Dr. Boy student loans, you'll see some of the content I've done on that. Well, I've literally broken down exactly and precisely why student loan debt got out of control and also why student loan debt is one of the leading factors in the decline of black wealth. It's literally a massive wealth transfer where they're using your money. See, this is where understanding the power of money comes into play because what they're doing is they're using your money to take your shit. Excuse my French. They're gentrifying your neighborhoods, universities. Most of you, if you live in a city that has a big university, chances are that university is acquiring property at a massive, massive scale. Also, chances are, especially if you live like near Yale University or um, USC, chances are they're acquiring property in black neighborhoods. So pay attention now. They are using your student loan debt to acquire property in your neighborhoods. They're bidding prices that you can't afford to pay. They're booting you out of your neighborhood with your money. 
this is where economic consciousness comes into play. I talked to you, I talked to you yesterday on my podcast about what it means to be economically woke. And economically woke connects to consciousness. It's awareness. It's understanding how things are going, what's going, what's really happening. So a lack of economic awareness is what causes you to take your gun, hand your gun to your enemy, and allow your enemy to point that gun right in your face. So they are literally controlling you and harming you with money that they just took from you. That's insane. That's how backward we are. That's why we that's why we absolutely must in the next generation or two, we must educate our own kids because the, because as long as you're getting educated by your oppressor, you're always going to be oppressed. You're always going to be going backward. You're always going to be a day late and a dollar short. You're always going to be behind. That's just what it is. So that's my two cents. Um, actually, I actually had a program, Black Money. If you go to blackmoney101.com, it's an introduction to the power of money. That's actually a whole, like, that's literally the whole premise of that whole layout. I did a whole lecture series on the power of money and how money is used to control and harm black people in various ways, how to fight against it, the rules of economic self-defense, how money is used as a weapon on a macro scale and a micro scale. It can be used in a large scale, like the way the United States is using money to control Russia uh, because they're attacking Ukraine. It can be used on a micro scale, the way uh, your daughter might be getting controlled by some terrible man because he makes money and she doesn't. Financial abuse is very real, it happens. So, so understanding the rules of economic self-defense is critical if you wanna know how to get control of your life. A lot of y'all ain't got no freedom because a white man is telling you to get up and go to work every day. And it, he, and it ain't happening because he's white and you're black. It's happening because he's powerful and you're not. Right? So what I wanted you to understand is that understanding the rules of economic power should be the most important thing that any black person learns in this country, including you and including your kids. If you want to be safe, if you want to be strong, you must learn the rules of economic power. I'm not telling you you should go sign up at blackmoney101.com. Feel free to do that if you want to. I'm just saying that if you don't learn it from me, you better learn it somewhere because you'd be stunned to understand how economic power of white America is used to control you in more ways than you can ever possibly imagine. First thing they do when you try to stand up and liberate yourself is they start cutting your purse strings and chopping off your money. And next thing you know, you end up apologizing like Nick Cannon. Seriously, am I right or am I right? You don't know what I'm talking about. Let me keep going. So blackmoney101.com. Feel free to do that. That's the first class in the black money sequence at the black business school. We have 101 all the way through 106. Um, so feel free to go take a look at that. Let me see here. Um, Anna says some of the worst influencers are rappers. This is where parents need to step up their game. Yeah, yeah rappers are ruining the black community. It's so sad. What are your thoughts on the organization of Black Lives Matter? Asked Tim. I'm not a fan of Black Lives Matter. I think it was artificially contrived um, and funded by covert operations designed to corral black people into voting for the Democrats. Um, I think that there were some members of Black Lives Matter who really, really care about the black community, who really want what's best for black people in an independent fashion. But uh, I think that there were also some snakes in Black Lives Matter and individuals who um, simply were using black pain as an avenue uh, for uh, a very, for liberal, white liberal power. Uh, let's see, the Shannon Justice. How do you feel about Bitcoin and NFT markets? I participate in both. I think they're going to be massive. You're really at the infancy of both of those things. I would get in if I were you. Ellis Gales, I believe you mentioned a legal team that you're connected with as well. How can we connect? 
Um, you know what? I'm actually in the process of looking for better lawyers. So I can't, I really can't connect my, I'm not going to recommend the legal team I have because I'm actually making some adjustments right now. Um, let's see here. Should I go to Fidelity as anyone? I think Fidelity solid. They, they, they seem to, they, I think they'll do you right. Uh, L10, I appreciate the $5 investment ebook. You are welcome. Anybody who wants a copy of the free ebook, um, how to build wealth by investing $5 a day can go to blackmoneyminute.com. That's the URL on the screen. Uh, Yachilla, how about financial boot camps for professional athletes in the off season? Um, you know, we have the black wealth boot camp, uh, but it's um, not just for athletes though. Um, I don't, you know, I, I can't make athletes listen one way or the other. I know that there are athletes who do follow and who do listen, but um, we don't aim specifically for athletes. We don't put them on any particular pedestal. Uh, we really just kind of talk to anybody in the community who, who who's listening. Anita says, you got my vote for president. Well, I appreciate that, Anita. I ain't never running for president, but I appreciate your vote. And uh, and you and I'll make you my vice president. Thank you. And I love you so much for your kind words. Uh, Tim Mickles. Uh, oh, okay. I see he's laughing. <laughs> okay. Greg, uh, no one should ever suggest that Dr. Woods Watkins convey subliminal messages that black people should begin engaging in the genocide of white people. By any means necessary that's ridiculous yeah i don't i don't I, I mean i hope i don't sound like i hate anybody i don't i don't hate no I, hatred is a uncomfortable energy to carry anyway you know i i really think and also remember that when you spend your time really being mad at somebody and hating somebody whether it's you know white people or an ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend like you're kind of giving that person power you're kind of admitting that that person you know has a control over you you know um, to the point where it makes you uncomfortable. It's not comfortable to hate. It's not comfortable to be angry. It's not comfortable to hold a grudge, right? So um, I would encourage you to let that go. You know, take that energy and apply it to being the best you can be. And if you're out here killing it and doing your best and operating on your highest frequency, let them be jealous of you. Let them hate on you. Let them be mad at you. Don't waste your time hating all other people. That only makes you small. So no, I don't have anything against white people. Um, you know, my goddaughter married a, a, a guy from Europe He's a very nice white guy, you know. I mean, he's a cool dude. You know, I'm not saying, I mean, I married, I wanted to marry a black woman. I think that I like black love, but I'm not going to hate the guy because he's white, especially if he's respectful. He's very nice to the family. He totally gets it. I can say anything that I've said to you guys, I can say it right there to him and he'll totally agree. And it's cool. As long as we understand who's in, who's in charge, I don't have any issue with anybody. Um, so let me, and let me keep going. Uh, Jamie Lee, I stay inside because my options are limited. Just avoid the culture. Yeah, you can avoid it or you can find a culture that works for you. Remember, like I said, I mean, I'd like to show you guys some pictures just of some of the events that we have. There's a lot of black people who agree with you. You know, like that's the thing. I like to be that voice in the woods to kind of say to all the intelligent black people, like, look, it's okay to be smart. It's okay to want to be um, productive instead of counterproductive. It's okay to want what's best for your kids. It's okay to rethink and critically analyze the society that you live in. It's okay to not want to you know, listen to Cardi B songs and play basketball and do all the stereotypical shit. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those things. I'm just saying that's not in the entirety of who we are. Some of y'all, some of y'all just want to like go work at SpaceX and figure out how to, how to build a rocket ship to Mars. Some of y'all just, you know, want to be regular people that, you know, some of y'all want to be credit analysts and, or some of y'all don't want to dance every time, you know, the electric slide song comes on. And I, and I get that. Right. So I'm not making fun of the people who do, I'm just saying, look, if that's not who you are and that's not what you want to do, then do something different. You know, create your culture. That, that's it. That's what I'm saying. So, so no, don't feel like there's anything odd about you. No, you're being a human being. There's nothing wrong with being human. It's what you're supposed to be. Stop, you know, stop being con controlled by stereotypes.
Uh, let's see here. Uh, do you think they'll forgive student loans soon? Probably not. Do you remember Joe Biden is the guy who actually passed the law? <laughs> this is what's comical. He He's the one who passed the law uh, or pushed through the law um, that says you can't write your student loans off in a bankruptcy. Did y'all know that? Joe Biden, the banker, the, all the banks went to Biden when he was in, uh, a senator in Delaware, and they asked him to uh, push through legislation to stop uh, student loan um, recipients from writing off their debt in a bankruptcy. And Biden did it. So he didn't do that for the people because what no people showing up on Capitol Hill demanding that he block their right to declare bankruptcy on their student loans. It was the bankers. It was the corporations. And that's what I was telling you. This is the problem with your politicians. They don't work for the people. They work for the corporations. And this is one of the reasons why your politicians do things that don't make any sense. So, no, Biden ain't forgiven nothing. <laughs> they might forgive like $5,000 or something. They might do something symbolic around election time. But they ain't going to do nothing real, nothing serious. <laughs> um, Hennessy Black, what's up, Dr. Boyce? Why Anton Daniels talking crap about you? I have no idea who that person is. So, And I, if they're talking crap, I just, just make it clear. I don't watch any videos about me online. I just assume that the more impact you're having, the more people are going to talk about you and not everybody's going to say good things. You will never, ever, ever reach a day where everyone on this earth loves you. So sometimes people talk about you just because they think they have better ideas or they or they just think, you know, attacking you is the best way to go and to get attention to themselves. Or maybe they think, I don't know what they think. I have no idea. I don't even watch the videos. I, even when Kwame Brown did 14 videos about me. I did not watch one second of one video at all, ever. And these videos are seen by hundreds of thousands of people. I just would hear things that were said, and I would be like, that ain't true. Why would, why would somebody say something like that? Don't even, dude, don't even know me. But, but it's fine. I mean, you know, remember, you have a sick community. You have a community that's, that thrives off of chaos and fighting and attacking Right. And if, if any of these people sat down and talked to me for five minutes, they would realize, like, I ain't your enemy, man. I don't hate you. <laughs> like, like, why don't we just, like, eat some pizza and become friends, you know? But sometimes some people, their first reaction is attack and fight because that's what they grew up in. That's what they're used to. Right. And I encourage you to not embrace that, you know, embrace love. Like, try to connect with your brother. Try to connect with your sister. Try to, you know, form friendships and bonds. And then the toxic people, you know, you might have to remove them from the building. And I've removed some of those people from the building and, you know, some of them aren't happy about it. But if you're toxic, I'm, I, I don't want, I don't want you in my space, seriously. And I'm looking for other black people who don't want to be toxic. That means I'm probably eliminating 60, you know, good, there's a good 60, 70% of our community that just thrives on chaos. I don't want to be part of that. You know, seriously, I want to get things done. I want to, love each other. I want to build, you know, that's it. I don't want to talk about how black women ain't shit. I want to love black women. You know, some of them, some of them ain't shit, right? But, but a lot of them are wonderful. You know, I want to focus on the wonderful ones, right? You know, I, I just really think that that's what we should do, you know, because I mean, who wants to be fighting all the time? Anyway, Chase, uh, I'm a young black man trying to make a smart long-term investment. Would you suggest invest in an index fund? Yes. Uh, if so, which one? Um, I would just like the S&P 500 Spider. It's SPDR. That's the ticker symbol, SPDR, or a, like a Vanguard, Vanguard fund that tracks the S&P. If you do that consistently over a long period of time, you'll have plenty of money um, in the next five to 10 years. Uh, is this a good time to buy a house as heart soul? Um, I think it's a hard time to buy a house, but home prices historically have continuously gone up. But there is some evidence to say that the, the market may crash. Um, but there's no guarantee of that. So you could take a chance and hope that it crashes 
But remember, the risk that you take if you do that is that it may never go down and you may end up buying a house at a higher price than what you'd be paying right now. So I don't think it's a bad time to buy a house. I don't think it's ever it's almost never a bad time. I, I just I like buying houses. I like owning. I like being a homeowner. Um, it's always worked out for me. Um, I think you can almost never go wrong by owning quality assets. Uh, El Malik, how does the U.S. government have debt? Oh, you already asked about the debt. Okay. Uh, Al Algenon, what investor strategies do you recommend for 50 plus new investors? Um, invest quickly because uh, 50 plus, you know, you're approaching retirement and, uh, and really investing in something you want to start like by the age of like five or six or 10, 15 years old. Um, and I'm I meaning like your parents should be investing for you. When you wait too long, it's very hard to build lots of wealth. It's like trying to grow a tree in a month. It's very hard to grow a tree in a month. You know, you can grow half of a flower or something, but growing a tree in a month is tough, right? So it doesn't mean that all hope is lost when you're 50 plus, but it means like you're going to have to be super aggressive. But even then, you still can't really make up for lost time. Like think of it like a car. If I get in my car and I start driving 50 miles an hour and I'm doing that and I drive for two weeks, 50 miles an hour, let's say 10 hours a day, 50 miles an hour, I'm going 500 miles a day. So let's go out two weeks. So two weeks is... Uh, 500 miles, that's 5,000 miles plus another 2,000. So I've gone 7,000 miles, right? You follow me? So I've been driving for two weeks. I've gone 7,000 miles. So let's say you get a fancy Porsche. You say, I'm going to catch up with boys. So I'm going to go 100 miles an hour. And I'm going to catch him in three days. Well, you're not. You can't. It's not possible. Because I've already gone 7,000 miles. Like If you're going 100 miles an hour, it's going to take you 70 hours. That's almost three days right there. 70 hours just to get to where I am when you start. But by the time you get to where I I was, I've already gone another 1500 miles. So you're going 50, I'm going 50 miles an hour, you're going 100 miles an hour, your ability to catch me is extremely limited. You know, so ultimately, what I would just kind of say is that, um, and that's if you're driving 24 hours a day. Right? So my point is to say that there's no, there's almost no replacement in investing for getting an early start. I'm saying this to you and I'm saying it slowly because I need you to write this down and hear me and I need you to repeat it to another person. The most valuable asset in investing is time. The biggest asset that many of us waste in our lives is time. The asset I want you to preserve for your children it's time. The greatest gift you will give your child when you start investing for them early is time. They don't need to inherit your wealth. They need to inherit your insight, your foresight. You know, your ending is their beginning. Okay, you're 40, 50, 60 years old. Okay, I'm sorry that maybe things were missed out for you, but that little four-year-old you have, he's got something you don't have, which is the gift of time. And it's up to you to make a conscious decision to begin that process of consistently investing for him and not selling the stock. Don't sell it because you need money for a new tire or whatever. Put that $5 a day in that bank account or in that investment account for that little four-year-old so that by the time they're 25, 30 years old, they're going to have two, three, four hundred thousand dollars $400,000. they are going to live well because you gave them the gift of time. They're not going to figure out how to start investing at 42 years old and be playing catch up and cursing your name and mad at you because you didn't do your job as a parent or a grandparent and share with them 
the gift of time. You know, you don't want your kids to figure out the importance of investing in the year 2060. You know, when you when 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 you have full access to the year 2022. My wife, do you know my wife bought her first house from money that was invested by her great grandfather in 1945? Did y'all know that? I, I never talk about that. But seriously, that gave her the money to get the down payment on her house. Her great grandfather in 1945, he made investments in stocks. He also um, bought a building in the south side of Chicago for like $10,000. Now that building is worth like a million bucks because he has something that we don't have. He had time. He could. He was in 1945. He's like, oh, yeah, if I buy it in 1945, then by the year 2000, this thing's going to be worth a lot of money. My great grandkids are going to be in really good shape because I'm making the sacrifice now. So remember, you're not you know, your life is, is not that important in the whole scheme of things. You are the ancestors. You know, your grandchildren don't have access to the year 2022. They can't go back in time. You have something that they don't have. So give them the gifts of time. I I, I, I know I'm, I'm beating that. Maybe it sounds like I'm repeating myself on this, but I repeat myself because I need you to do something. I don't want you to just hear it and agree. I need you to just commit today that you're going to do something. I don't care how small it is, something consistent that's going to get your kids out of this shithole that so many of our young people are stuck in now. These poor kids are in a desperate situation. They coming out of school. They can't read. They can't write. A lot of them can't do math. A lot of them are making terrible mistakes when it comes to family. Some of them are getting locked up for 40 years at the age of 22. They're going to miss all, all everything that's happened in your life since you were 22 years old. They miss all of that because nobody ever told him at 22, like, don't be imitating these rappers picking up a gun and going and killing somebody because they made you mad. <clears throat> There's people, you know, so so I'm just saying to you, you know, come on, man. Like, do this for your kids. Do something. Like, don't just listen. Do something. That's it. I'm done. Thank you for listening. <laughs> anyway, um, by the way, oh, the, so the ebook, if you want a free copy, you can go to blackmoneyminute.com. That's where the $5 a day investing plan is. The book is totally free. It's been downloaded by like a million people, and I, I hope it gets to 10 million because I want to give it away. It's easy to put together. This stuff is, I can do this in the back of my hand. Alicia, um, do you think your time playing YouTube war game apps makes you a little more aware or aggressive? Oh, good question. You know, I'm going to tell you, I was worried when I started playing Call of Duty and I have so much fun playing it. I'll never stop. It's so much fun. Cause I, and I play with a bunch of guys my age. I know people make fun of me. They're like, oh, you're 50 years old. You shouldn't be playing video. You don't understand. There's a lot of 45, 50-year-olds that play video games. Like, especially when you've already, it's not like I'm sitting at home, you know, in my boxes, smoking weed and playing Xbox all day with no job. Like, I've already made money. I've already got my all my education. I've already raised my kids. So, you know, my thinking on that was I'm going to do what I want to do. And I want to do something fun that, that gives gives me a new experience and can, helps me connect with my kids. So I started playing Call of Duty and I really enjoy it. And I was worried, though. I was like, I wonder if there's something that happens when you get 50 where your core, you know, maybe your coordination changes or your reaction time slows down. And, you know, and, and the little kids are going to and, and for a while I was getting my head blown off by these crazy 12 year olds or whatever. But then I got pretty good. And then I read somewhere where they said surgeons who play video games are better surgeons. Right. And so do I know it's increased my awareness or aggressiveness? I don't know about aggressiveness, Lisa, but I know awareness um, and reaction. I, I think there are studies that say people my age, if they do play video games, they are different because my reaction time's fast now. Like now, now, if you watch me play, like I really am actually 
decently good. Like I go and I kill a lot of people. So um, yeah, I don't know. It's that's just my thinking on it. All right, let's, let's see. Restored and highly favored says if they using our student loan debt, what happens when we don't pay it? Um, if you don't pay it, they just write it off. Um, you know, and then unfortunately it hits your credit. Um, and so, because you can't really get rid of it, you can't get rid of it in a bankruptcy. So, but I think that they're so used to people not paying their student loans that they're kind of adjusting to that. So, um, you know, I'm not saying don't pay it. I'm just saying like, don't stress yourself too much either though. Like, I, I think it's up to you to make a decision how you want to handle that. What books are you reading in the book club? Right now we're reading Poweronomics and, um, it's, it's a lot of fun. We meet Wednesday nights at eight 30. You can join the book club. If you go to boyswalkings.com. The book club is free. We meet every Wednesday night at eight 30. Uh, let's see. How do you feel about Elon? I think Elon is smart. Um, I like the idea of the richest man in the world, you know, trying to go to Mars. I think that's the coolest thing ever. Um, I feel like Elon is a guy who believes he has the ability to save the earth and all this other stuff. He's, you know, he takes, he's a risk taker. Uh, I don't have any issue with Elon, actually. I, I think, I mean, you know, maybe he's got, you know, he's not perfect. But for the most part, um, I admire anybody who knows who they are and knows what they want. I, I kind of respect that. So I think Elon's pretty cool. All right, next question. Um, hey, babe, do you have a meeting now? I do. Okay. Okay. All right. Hey, everybody, I got to go. My wife has a meeting, so I got to stop all my yapping. So y'all take care and have a good day, and God bless you. And like I said, if you want a free e-copy of my book, How to Build Wealth for $5 a Day, you can go to blackmoneyminute.com. There's the URL on the screen right there. And uh, also, um, just a reminder, the financial workbooks for children, uh, if you want to go take a look at some of those, feel free to go to financialworkbooks.com. Those are right there, too. And uh, and also, I want to give a shout out to um, Taki Grant, uh, the maker of the film Happy. He's doing a One Afri uh, Africa, I think it's called a One Africa Conference in uh, Detroit. And Dr. Leonard Jeffries is going to be there. And uh, Dr. Ken Harris and my wife, Dr. Alicia Watkins, and a lot of other people are going to be in Detroit um, really celebrating African culture and uh, black family and everything else. So if you'd like to go take a look at that, I actually put some tickets on my website at voicewalkins.com. So if you live in Detroit, uh, you want to join that event, uh, feel free to go there. All right, guys, I'm out of here. Have a good day. Love you. I'll see you later. Peace.